Hearts of Degenerates. It is your redraft degenerate here selling you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. We got a great show for you. Mostly breaking news. This day has been fucking insane. Hopefully you guys hear this relatively soon. Schedules uh, at, at, at bay, you know. Man, this this week has been fucking nuts. I mean, Eric, tell me, how's it been going, dude? I mean, what do you what do you make of all this? We're sorry oh, to right. inform he, you that Eric's not here tonight. He's back to his old ways. Eric's not here. <laughs> Football <laughs> season started, and there's no Eric. <laughs> he's too busy DFSing around. But uh, we do have your dynasty degenerate, the dedicated one, Mr. Steven Sampson. How you doing, nice Steve? Good, Brian. What's up, degenerates? Like I said, football season has officially started. Training camp is going for three teams. The rest start Tuesday. <laughs> and the shit show has begun. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. This is fucking nuts. I mean, we were planning a whole different episode, and it turns out it's going to be just nothing, almost nothing but breaking news. This is fucking nuts. So let's just dive right in. Breaking news. So originally, the main headline of tonight was going to be Michael Thomas, but he's going to have to take a back seat because literally, as we hit record, we got an alert. Quote As Green Bay 2021 over under win totals disappear from places like DraftKings, Points Bet, and Westgate, multiple sports backs reportedly believe Aaron Rodgers will be retiring next week. Oh, my fucking God. Who could have called that, Stephen? Who could have called that a sensitive prick like Aaron Rodgers throwing all of his money away to fucking retire because he doesn't give a fuck? Who could have called that, Stephen? I don't know. Haven't really heard much about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers this, this offseason. Um, we'll wait and see if it's true on Tuesday. Oh, but, uh, man. If it. If it actually is true, um, and it's a reliable source, which is uh, I'm looking at a tweet from Pro Football Talk that uh, is the source that came through on Sleeper. If he retires, that's that's uh, that's going to crush a, a lot of fantasy teams, uh, especially mm-hmm. dynasty or redraft teams that have drafted early. I mean, Rodgers was still going pretty high. So yeah, I think uh, I think with Rodgers, if he does retire, it just pretty much fucks most people's fantasy teams that have him because they took him either early or they've kept him in dynasty when they could have got rid of him. Uh, or if you're in redraft and you redrafted early, you took Rodgers expecting him to play. Hopefully, he's not your only quarterback. So we'll see what happens Tuesday. Hopefully, this is uh, false news. So I mean, it didn't fuck everybody. Like if you own Denver Broncos, this is a huge boost. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, I've been I've been sniffing this since the minute the first report broke. Denver passed on Justin Fields, which fucking reeked. And I'm like, there's no way they passed on a quarterback. If they don't feel like it, maybe maybe they don't. But if they don't feel like they have Aaron Rodgers in their back pocket and here we are, like he's not going to play for Green Bay. That much we know. I think this is a temporary retirement. He's going to let Green Bay. Dude, I'm fucking for real. I'm really not playing for you. I'm not joking. Either trade me or you're never going to see my ass again. Do you want the picks or do you 
want to just watch me walk away. And that's my feeling. I mean, Green Bay is being pretty fucking stubborn about it, too. And one thing that I've never... Yeah. One thing I've never mentioned on this show, and I definitely want your opinion, Steve. Do you think there's a greater league element to this where owners are going to Green Bay and saying, don't do this. We cannot start letting these players call their shots. The quarterbacks have to stay. Um, I do, Brian. Um, so, I mean, you know, you have like NBA all-stars. They Not only do they demand a trade, they go to their owner and they say, I'm not playing for you anymore. I want to trade. But then they release to the media, I want to play for the Lakers or the Heat or I guess I could play for the Clippers, but that's my third choice. And then like these, these teams are forced to trade them to their desired destination on top of everything else. And it's like, I think the NFL is watching that and saying, no, 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 no. We're not going this fucking route. We keep our quarterbacks. I mean, really, the biggest name quarterback to move in the last 20 years, other than a 41-year-old Tom Brady, is Kirk Cousins. Like, they don't move when they're young. They don't move. Not you if know? they're good. Not if they're good. Um, what I And I think that actually potentially goes deeper than just the quarterbacks with, with the language that they added to the uh, collective bargaining agreement that doesn't allow players to hold out like they did before. With, oh, with yeah, I know. They're Bell. not a fan of that. <laughs> I know the players hate it, but I, I think the NFL is just kind of at, at a point where they're saying, hey, enough's enough. This is a business. You're signing a contract. Honor the fucking agreement that, that you had. I mean, oh, that's yeah, if you bullshit. want more money, sure, I, I understand that. You, you've outperformed your expectations. Talk to your team, but you can't throw a fucking temper tantrum and expect everybody to, to just jump and send you where you want to go. I, I think it's bad for business, and that's what they are, is a business. So oh, no, I would it, say it, it does stem some from the NFL, that whether they're influencing it behind the scenes or just silently and hoping that it works out this way, there definitely is something there. So, I mean, I you're definitely right that – this is it's not good for business for quarterbacks to move around like NBA all-stars. I don't think that's good for the league. I don't think it's good for business. And it's not something that I particularly want to see. But I can't stand this. Oh, you signed the contract. Live it out. The teams don't have to live it out, do they? They can cut bait anytime they want. They can. And there's a monetary fee when they do it. So. I just I I hate that. I understand that, and, and like I said, if the player has a legitimate, you know, a, a legitimate claim that hey, look, I'm playing above what you're paying me. Look, let's we'll use uh, Xavier Howard as an example. Outperform the contract he signed. The, the guy's playing great for Miami, so he still has three years left. He certainly has a legitimate claim to come back to the team and say, hey, listen, you just signed Byron Jones, you gave him a bigger contract. I would like more money. Yeah. I've earned it. I completely understand that. I completely agree with it. Aaron Rodgers outperformed his contract. If he wanted money, he would be fully within his rights to go back to the team and say, you guys need to pay me more. But it's, we, we know it's not about the money. That's mm-hmm. already come out and been made clear. So on that aspect, yeah, I, I completely agree. But well, I don't want to play for you guys anymore. Well, why? Give us a reason. Maybe we can fix it. So – that was the next thing I was going to ask you was, uh, obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the team knows who his beef is with. 
I mean, I'm sure it's not a secret to them, but nothing has come out in the media uh, who who has pissed him off to this point. And, you know, it's like, is it Matt LaFleur? Is it uh, Gutenkunst? Is it Packers CEO Mark Murphy? Like, I just I, I can't imagine it's LaFleur. They've they've done so much to get two straight NFC championship appearances. And, you know, is it Gutenkunst? It's like, all right, well, what's your big fucking beef with Gutenkunst? Like, he surrounded you with plenty of talent. You won the fucking MVP. Like, is it Mark Murphy? Like, how much interaction does Aaron Rodgers have with Mark Murphy? I, I can't figure out where this beef is coming from. Do you, do you have any leads? I don't. Um, but I, I don't think it's Gutenkunst. I mean, I don't think it's uh, Murphy that much and i don't think that it is uh lafleur all signs point to gutenkunst but well yeah there was there was the uh the nasty tweets a while back right or a group text where it wasn't he, what what the hell was he calling gutenkunst oh i don't remember it was fucking <laughs> i i did laugh but it, like until aaron Rodgers actually comes out and, and expresses his grievances and, and what they are it's all going to be speculation but like you say with LaFleur, they've been to the NFC Championship two years in a row. He seems to have a pretty good relationship with him. He's allowed to call his own plays on the field as necessary and pretty much has good control of the offense when he's out there. So I really don't think that that's it. There was some questionable personnel decisions that were made, both with Jordy Nelson, that was back with McCarthy, and the last two drafts where he's been asking for help at wide receiver, and they haven't really given it to him until – later in the in the draft this year mm-hmm. with Amari Rodgers. But like I said, we don't know. Obviously, earlier in the offseason, I, I want to say it was in February, what I saw with the contract. Uh, it might have been March. But it was early in the offseason. They offered him the extra two-year extension. He turned it down. He doesn't want to be in Green Bay for five years. So He doesn't want to be in Green Bay for one year. <laughs> whatever he For one year at this point. No. So I we don't know. Unfortunately, until he actually comes out, breaks his silence and says what he wants, we won't know. So if he does retire next week, I guess we'll find out because I would imagine he'll have a press conference and let us know why he's fucking all of us fantasy owners. So, uh, by the way, he was calling him Jerry Krause from The Last Dance, the Chicago Bears GM. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, you know, talking about fucking fantasy owners, I mean, obviously... The two main guys affected by this, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. Winners and losers from this. Hit me up. Devontae Adams, I believe, is a loser from this. If Rodgers retires, if Jordan Love truly isn't ready, we've already seen, and and I think we'll get to that in a minute, the recent uh, news about Devontae Mm -hmm. Adams. So I won't get into that too much. I think Aaron Jones is a huge beneficiary of this, as well as A.J. Dillon, because I think they're going to end up having to run the ball more with a young quarterback. They're going to lean on those two guys. Aaron Jones should have a monster year, I would think. Oh, absolutely. And I I, to- I totally agree. And it, it's it's tough to imagine Devontae Adams winning in this scenario, unless Jordan Love is just a fucking beast, which, you know, you got to show me. I'm not going to just assume it. And, uh, yeah, you know, it just kind of is what it is, but I think Aaron Jones is a huge fucking winner here, and I've I've been listening to all these quote unquote experts, 
talking about how they're fading Aaron Jones. The reason Aaron Jones is at the back of the first, top of the second in their ADP is because they're baking in the risk of Rodgers leaving. If I if I own Aaron Jones, I want Aaron Rodgers to leave. Oh my God, man! They'd run the ball a ton. It'd be nothing but checkdowns with a, a essentially a rookie quarterback, a first year starter quarterback. Like, oh my God, dude, he would be he would see so much fucking work. It'd be nuts. If if Aaron Rodgers retires and or gets traded, there's a good chance I move Aaron Jones up to my RB one. Like, I believe in it that much. He has all the skill in the world, and he might have all the opportunity in the world. And those two things combined are a deadly mixture. Yes, no, I would I would agree with that. I don't know that I would throw him at one, but he would definitely move up in my rankings. I think I've, I think I've got him close to the top anyway. You do. I, I have him at six. So he, he would definitely move into the top three. Oh, absolutely. Right now, I have him at four, and... In my mind, those four would all be interchangeable. Cook, McCaffrey, Kamara, Jones. If you put them in any yep. order, I wouldn't argue. So, Yep. I have Henry in there too, but I think Henry would be the one that falls out of the top Yeah. Four. Yep. So uh, I think that's pretty much going to cover the Aaron Rodgers news, but now we have to get to Devontae Adams. Lots of things going right for the Packers. Apparently, contract talks have ceased. He wants to be the highest paid wide receiver in the game. Packers said no. They want to take a hometown discount, which, again, I'll, I'll go off on another tangent about hometown discounts. It's fucking bullshit. He's going to leave. He's not He's not going to stay there. He's not going to hold out like Aaron Rodgers. He, yeah. he doesn't have the marketability of Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have the money of Aaron Rodgers. He can't afford to do that. So he's going to play out his last year, and next year he's going to hit free agency. He's not even going to give the Packers his number, and he's out. Yeah. And he's in a he's in a different position than Aaron Rodgers because he only has this year uh, left yeah. on his contract. So he he can stop negotiating, just play the season out to the best of his ability, put up another monster season, and hit free agency and end up being the top paid wide receiver wherever he goes. All right. So um, I think I understand why the Packers do not slash cannot make. Devontae Adams, the highest highest paid wide receiver in the game. Uh, next year, the Packers are projected to be $35 million over the cap. Over the cap. Yeah, but they're gonna lose they're gonna lose what 14 million of Aaron Rodgers' salary next year. Oh, they'll, they'll lose more than that if he retires. So, but if he doesn't retire and they were to trade him next year. If you're gonna lose if you're gonna lose Rodgers, why pay Adams? Like Well, I mean, you still want to keep your you still want to keep your offense intact for for Jordan Love, but so you know if if the scenario played out where they where Rogers played this year and they traded him next year, they would take like fourteen or fifteen million off their cap there, um, and that would put them at twenty. And they're going to have guys that they just don't resign because they like everybody else this year have several one year contracts that they just won't renew. Well, no, this is this is twenty twenty two. This isn't counting the contracts that end. After this year, this is this is people they have on the books. They they've been okay. they've been so backloading contracts. If the, if the contracts. cap doesn't go up in twenty two, which it should, but if it doesn't, then they would be thirty five million over. So that yeah, yeah, and that's that's twenty twenty one. The base salary cap is one hundred eighty two million. They are projecting a base salary cap of two hundred eight million next year. 
and they're saying that the Packers the Packers are in the second worst position after the Saints at thirty four million dollars over the cap. So maybe that's why they're not signing him. They just flat out fucking yeah. can't. Well, he broke the talks off. They were they were working on it. Yeah. Well, he I mean, but like, what are they offering him? You know. <laughs> If, I mean, if they're going to be thirty-four of a million dollars over the cap next year, without Devontae Adams, like, what are they going to pay him next year? They were looking at a know? two-year extension, uh, which would be—I don't know the numbers, so I'm going to speculate. But I would assume that they're looking at a two-year extension, get him under contract for two more years, as and when the cap gets to a point where they can actually pay him what they feel he's worth, they could do so. However, he would also be. Another two years older and mm-hmm. may or may not be because that would put him at 30. So he mm-hmm. he's in a position where he needs to get paid now so that he can roll into 32, 31, 32 years old and and be. Oh, under absolutely. A good yeah. He wants a four yeah. or five year deal. So the two year contract, you know, depending on how they how they loaded it might might buy him through. But I could see him doing the same thing to him that, that they do to some of the other players. So it would it would be a risk. So I can't blame him for breaking the contract talks off with them at that point. But like you say, mm-hmm. they don't initially look to have enough money to actually offer him something reasonable. So Yeah, so I mean, in this case, I'll give him a pass because it doesn't look like – it looks like you'd have to cut half your team to, to fit him under the cap if, if you're going to make him the highest paid wide yeah. receiver in the game. So, and I would have guessed that the reason that he he broke talks off isn't the money. I would imagine that it's because Aaron Rodgers, the uncertainty, and if Rodgers isn't there next year, even if he did play this year, Adams doesn't want to be there without him. You know. So that leads me into my next question: How do you think Devontae Adams will look in orange? I don't think he will look at all in orange. <laughs> But I think he's going to look just fine in whatever color jersey he wears. Because I think there's going to be a lot of teams that would love to have his services that have quality quarterbacks that he would be more than happy to catch the ball from. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I keep joking about Aaron Rodgers going to the, the Broncos. And I think it makes the most sense. That doesn't mean it happens, but it, I think it makes the most sense. But is there really room for Devontae? You got Jerry Judy. Not, not in Denver. Sutton, you got Noah Fant. You got Albert O. So if, if Rodgers went to the Eagles, which I've also seen recently, uh, along with Watson, the Eagles have plenty of room for uh, a man of, De- of Devontae Adams' caliber because they got nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> they could uh, use three other yeah, Devontae Adams yeah, while they're so. at it. <laughs> so i mean that that would be a possibility but it, him following rogers if rogers went anywhere it, it would just depend on the team because there's not many teams that need both a quarterback and a top wide receiver they need one or the other like denver mm-hmm. needs a quarterback there's no denying it there's no there's no getting around it they're pretty in pretty good shape with the number of wide receivers that they have and the potential talent that's there Oh you God, know? yeah, yeah. They're a quarterback right. away, so so they're not going to spend up for Devontae Adams if they get Aaron Rodgers, unless it's just an Aaron Rodgers thing. You know, like I mean, Tom Brady wanted Antonio Brown. 
Bruce Arians is on the record saying he didn't want him. The GM didn't want him. The owner didn't want him. Tom Brady said, go out and fucking sign yeah. him. So they did. I mean, you know? Brady got him. He got Gronk. So. But that's but that's cheap yeah. money. Gronk and Antonio Brown were cheap money. They're, not, yeah, they're, not 15, 16 no. million a year. So it's it's a big difference. But there'll be there'll be a market for Devontae Adams next year. And uh, even if Rodgers leaves this year, you could temper your expectations, I think, for where he's going to finish the year. And I am going to be buying as many shares of Adams as I can if he has a down year, because wherever he goes mm-hmm. next year, he's going to explode. So, I, you know what I mean? Oh, I, yeah. I think he goes back up to being the number one wide, wide receiver next year wherever he would end up so just to prove you pricks wrong yeah <laughs> but it, it definitely is going to change you know what happens in the next week or two in green bay is definitely going to change my outlook in the first round for what i draft for running backs in the second round that i draft for wide receiver mm-hmm. so i think that's uh, about all we get to say about the about the packers in general so let's move on to what was previously the biggest news of the night? We have Michael Thomas expected to miss the start of the season. He apparently had surgery in June, which, like, dude, just do it earlier, you know? <laughs> um, you know, it, it's like I, I'm projecting to miss three to four weeks. So three to four months. Like if he, three to four weeks of oh, the season. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> which is four yeah. months from now. No, no, I, don't correct. Well, ever. I didn't know if you meant he was going to miss three to four weeks from the surgery, or if he was going to miss three to four weeks of the yeah, season. Yeah, no, no, I know. I'm sorry. I should have been more specific. So, with that said, obviously, I'm going to drop him down a little bit, dude. Some people are getting fucking wild. I saw a expert ranking. I'm not going to say who. I don't throw him under the bus. They had him down at, like, wide receiver 46. Like, oh, my God. Dude, disrespect. Like, I'm not ranking him that fucking low. He's definitely going to fall out of wide receiver one territory. He's out of my top 12. But, like, I'm going to take him out of the... Like, he's a wide receiver four? He's a fucking flex play? Come on. No, come on. He's He's got to be higher than that. Where, where do you think... Michael Thomas's ADP ends up landing once the dust once the dust settles. The buh, buh, buh. once the I, dust settles. I, honestly, I think there's a good chance he he's in the teens. If you're drafting early, thank you. It's um, where he should be. Like I, I knew about the I knew about the surgery in June, so we did our our rankings and stuff. And I'm a little bit. I had him lower than you and Eric. I'm not, not going to get into it because that's for mm-hmm. another show, but. I had him lower specifically because of the surgery, but they never said exactly what they did, and they never gave a recovery timetable when he went in. They just said he had a procedure on his ankle. So I figured, eh, he's going to miss the preseason. He's probably going to miss a week or two early in the season, so I'm going to move him down a little bit. Um, four months is best case. So early June he has a surgery, July, September, uh, July, August, September. So you're looking at, Week five, best case. And I think that's best case. So you're looking at probably week eight before Michael Thomas is even ready for football shape. 
So you're almost halfway through your season before you're going to have your potentially number one drafted wide receiver ready to actually play. So, yeah, if he goes in the teens, that, that's perfect. If you can get him in the 11th round, 10th round, that's a great spot for him for somebody you're only going to have for half the season. Because by then, we know who the quarterback is. Winston will have already lost his job, probably gotten it back, lost it again, gotten it back. Um, <laughs> but there'll be consistency at, at the position for him to come in. And by then, he should be back to full health and can be Michael Thomas. So he, he should be out there and be ready for you in your championship run. If you want to take him a couple of rounds earlier, you, you can take the shot. But Yeah, when you said teens, I thought you meant like wide receiver ranking teens, not like draft round teens. You're way too fucking low. That's silly. That's fucking silly. I have him ranked in the teens. I'm nah. moving him down. I'm, moving him in, I'm going to probably move him into the 20s. Well, I know, yeah. But no, you can't get him. In past round 10 if you have him in the fucking 20s. People in redraft are going to steer clear of Michael Thomas and take other players. There is there is the potential he can drop down to the later rounds, like the, the, the 10th-ish round. The later you draft in the season, well, I think the better off you are to get a value on Michael Thomas. I, I mean... Uh, I kind of get your point. I just, I, I think, I think you're gambling, and you're probably going to lose more. Often. I am gambling. I, don't think I, he I ever definitely falls am gambling, low. and he might not. Um, but I'm okay with that. If I can get him, so where, where do you, where would you, where do you think you'll end? I mean, obviously, we haven't had time to adjust our rankings, but where do you, where do you think he'll end up finishing in your rankings when you, when you adjust everything? Give me a, a, a range, a rough I'm, range. I'm looking at him. I'm, I'm so. I have Tyler Lockett at 28. Michael Thomas will be right in front of him. So 27. Mm-hmm. Um, that it'll put him right there with Julio, right there with with Tyler Lockett, right in that, right in that elite, older elite wide receiver uh, that have fallen into the wide receiver two range. So, I I, I don't hate that, um, but I. Th- I think I'm going to end up ranking him a little bit higher than that because, like you pointed out, when he comes back, he has game-breaker ability. Which you're never, ever, ever going to get at a Tyler Lockett. You're never going to get at a Julio. So I, I just I think I have to rank him a little bit above those guys. So, But I, I, but I, I think you're in the right range. So at 27, I have Julio. 26, I have Cooper Cup. I'm not going to put Michael Thomas ahead of Cup. Um, but and then I have like Ayuk and Juju. I'm not gonna put them ahead of those guys because they're gonna play the whole season. But that that's the range where I actually like him at, with guys that can have big weeks but are gonna disappear on you more weeks than not. So I think overall, Michael Thomas is gonna outperform those guys. And, and if mm-hmm. he comes back earlier, he's gonna shoot way up my rankings. If he comes back and is ready to play before week eight, but I, I'm anticipating week eight before I get Michael Thomas back. And by back, I mean more than like a 10-point week. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he'll be all right off the injury. I really do. Um, maybe it's just my no, optimism. I, I think I he's guess, going to be but, all right yeah. off the injury. But if he can't get back on a football field until week four or week five, 
it's going to take him a couple of weeks to get back into football shape. Look at how long it took Antonio Brown last year. And Antonio Brown missed over a year. Well, that's <laughs> it's. I mean, and I get that. But if you're not out there in preseason doing the conditioning and stuff, and you can't start running until sometime in September, I mean, he's going to be out there. I just don't expect him to be 100% football shape until, you know, probably two to three weeks after he actually comes back on the football field. No, I get you. It, it, it like I said, I, I don't necessarily believe it, but it, it is a very valid concern. I don't mean to say that it's ridiculous it definitely it's it's well within the realm of possibility it's just not what i personally believe i i think he'll be okay and i'm assuming if he sits out week four plays week five i think i could i think i could have the michael thomas of old back in week six or seven and it's like is that ideal no but that's why i'm taking him as a low-end wide receiver too because he has that wide receiver upside, the wide receiver one upside. So that's that's the way I'm kind of looking at Michael Thomas right now. I think he'll end up being somewhere between 20 and 24 for me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not a huge jump from what from where you're putting him, but it's it, it might be the difference between me getting him and you missing and I, him. Like I'm fine if I miss it. <laughs> that's that's my whole thing with it. Yeah. I don't want to overrank him and take him too early and then, you know, end up not making the playoffs because I have Michael Thomas on my roster. So he, he's one guy right now because of the news that just broke that I am I am perfectly fine if I wait too long and somebody else takes him and takes the risk. I could end up missing the playoffs because I didn't take Michael Thomas. But I think the chances are better that I'll, I'll be able to make them. Um, he may help whoever has him tremendously in the playoffs but i want to get there first Mm -hmm. no i hear you absolutely and uh, i don't really disagree with any of that so let's move on to the next breaking news saquon barkley will start the year on the pup or start training camp on the pup excuse me but he's not recovered from his acl which he did what week two i believe so yes what Oh, God. Like, come on, man. You went second overall in the NFL draft, man. Like, you, dude, you're going to be a bust. You're going to be a bust, bro. You got to get out there and play. It's, Dude, he can't stay healthy. And I keep reshuffling up my rankings because I'm like, oh, the talent, the talent, the talent. And then something like this happens and I just he fucking drops like a missile, bro. It's like I want nothing to do with Saquon Barkley because I have zero faith he can stay healthy, and th- like this might be it. Like I, I might, I might seriously plunge his name down my rankings tonight. I don't know about you. I have been trying to move Saquon where I have him all off season in Dynasty. Um, not a big believer in Saquon. If he's healthy, he's a top talent. I don't think he can stay healthy. Um. I have him lower than you and Eric in my rankings. He will move down a little bit more if there is the potential he misses the first couple of weeks of the season. He will move down. Like if he's not off the pup by like week two of training camp, he's moving down into the 20s on my 
rankings. So even though the talent's still there, if he can't be on the field, I'm not going to rank him above guys that are going to be out there. Even again, if I, even if I'm wrong, I don't want Saquon. So I, I definitely, I'm down on him. I've been down on him because of the injuries and stuff. And this is just going to push me down even farther. And I mean, honestly, he, he might be the most talented running back in the NFL, all around talent. Mm-hmm. And it's just, nobody's going to want to touch this fucking dude with a 10 foot pole. It's like two years in a row going into his fucking third where he just cannot stay healthy. And it's like, it scares the fuck out of yeah. me. I mean, Dalvin Cook, his first two years, missed, missed games for injuries. And he's been fantastic the last two years. So some running back, they start out their careers. They have some problems with injuries and they get through them and they're great after that. He, he could be one of those guys. I hope he is for his career's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, the explosive factor when you're watching him. And for those of us in, in fantasy, because you can get a young guy like that that's going to have several years of production for you because he's only 24. So if he can get through this year healthy and, and start a new trend in his career, I think that would be fantastic. It, it's going to take him getting through this entire year with no injuries for me to get back on board with Saquon. Agreed. Yeah, uh, it's... This is getting a little too scary for me. And like I was out on Dalvin Cook for a yeah. long time. Those two years, you dude, you couldn't you couldn't pay me enough money to draft oh, Dalvin. Believe me, Cook. I know. <laughs> you and I had plenty of discussions <laughs> at your draft about Dalvin Cook, but I mean, and, and that's the thing. Any of these running backs at any time could could go down like Cam Akers did last week. And who knows how he's gonna come back from it. Or they can go down a couple of years in a row like Dalvin Cook did, come back and be absolutely phenomenal. So we'll have to see if Bar- mm-hmm. which side of the coin Barkley ends up being. Uh, hopefully he's on the winning side and I'm wrong and should never have traded him on my dynasty teams. But I'd rather be wrong in this instance again than, than to be right and be stuck with him. Yeah, I, I, I agree with it. Uh, it's, it's a scary, scary, scary fucking situation, but... You know, push comes to shove. At some point, the talent's just too great, and I'm going to end up drafting him. If he fall, like if he would fall into the third round, I would take him. I, I would honestly take the chance on him in the third. I don't think I would take yeah. him. He's just gonna. He's just. He just he, has, to, right, fall he has to fall that far. <laughs> I don't think I would take him any higher than that. Maybe at the back of the second. Maybe, like if I had McCaffrey or Cook and I could stack him with Saquon and take the chance, I might do that. But I would really rather take him in the third. I just don't know that he will fall that far, especially redraft, because there's just too many people who go to the draft and draft on name recognition. They don't do their research, and they'll, you know, he he could break his leg in training camp on the way to the draft, and somebody will draft him because they didn't know it happened. (laughs) You know? So. Yeah. So I, I think that's pretty much going to wrap up the uh, breaking news. And uh, now we're going to jump right into our mailbag. The mailbag. The mailbag. So Connor asked us about uh, Michael Thomas's rankings. Obviously, I, I think we covered that pretty extensively. Thank you, Connor, for the question. You are submitted for an Aaron Jones helmet. If you also 
would like to get your submission in for an Aaron Jones full-size Eclipse helmet, all you have to do is send us a question to our email, gmail.com or leave us a voicemail, 508-343-8010, and share a social media post. Couldn't be any easier. We love that you guys participate. Sharing the social media posts helps us out a lot, and, you know, obviously, pretty awesome to win a free helmet, right? Like, who wouldn't want to win a free helmet? So, uh, don't forget to get your submissions in. Connor's entered. Are you? Next, we have a much more complicated question. So, Stephen, take out your pen and paper. We have a question from Mosman, who says, Hey, guys. Recent trade in my 12-team Dynasty Superflex PPR first year league. It's a startup. Okay. I got Sutton. He needed some wide receiver depth. And I traded away Kareem Hunt to a very running back needy team. I'm good at running back, so can afford to lose Hunt. The reason I send this to you is that it kicked off a huge debate in our league where everyone, bar one person, was okay with it. The one person said, Hunt is nowhere near the same value as Cortland Sutton. To give some context, he offered the Sutton owner... Myers, Everett, and Cooper for Sutton and Jacobs. And his nose was put out of joint when the owner rejected. His argument is Everett is a top 10 tight end this year. Myers could be a massive part of the New England season. And Cooper is several tiers above Sutton. He believes his trade offer is a way better value than the one that was completed. He forgets that the Sutton owner was running back needy, so didn't want to ship Jacobs, and already has four tight ends. Please discuss the completed, I believe fair, trade for Sutton for Hunt. And the nonsense trade that (laughs) this guy in our league is spouting as way better value. Cheers for your time. Apologies for the essay. Keep up the good work and the top potting. So, obviously, if you need running backs, you cannot ship away a running back. You can't ship away Josh Jacobs if you're a running back needy team. Like, that's just, it's fucking black and white. It couldn't be any fucking simpler, right? So, that Myers-Everett Cooper trade for Sutton and Jacobs. Whoever says that that's a much better value, you're a fucking moron. You, You have no business telling people what to do. Cooper and Sutton are pretty much <laughs> – Cooper's a better wide receiver right now in the situation than Sutton. Jacobs is a bum. Um, Everett, best case, top 10. Best case. He, he's in an offense that they don't want to throw the ball. They want to run it. He is the only – And he's not a good red zone yeah, target. He's the only tight end there. Yes, I agree. Myers, with a change of quarterback in New England, could be more of a beneficial part of our offense. With a quarterback change. With Cam Newton there – Ball's still going to his feet. It's going to be tough to catch. So I'm not Mm -hmm. making that trade on speculation. Like you said, if I'm a running back needy team and I'm trying to get a running back, I'm not trading away Jacobs in a deal that gives me no running back back. So that trade, it's fucking stupid. To to accept that trade would just be fucking stupid on on both sides. As far as the Hunt for Sutton trade, 
I don't like it. I don't hate it, but I don't like it. I think you could have gotten a little more value for Kareem Hunt. He was a top 12 running back last year. He's in an offense. You think that you think the guy that sold Sutton no, undersold? Or the guy that sold un- Hunt undersold. undersold? I think he could have gotten a little more for Hunt, like a third. Not a lot, but a little more for Hunt. Because I think Sutton carries with him a decent amount of concern for the injury. So in a league where running backs are at a premium, especially top-tier running backs, I think you can get a little bit more for Hunt. I think wide receivers are a little bit easier to come by, and you probably could have gotten slightly more for that trade. I don't Like I said, I don't hate it. I just don't like it that much. So I, I think this was pretty much as even as it gets. I really do. I, I think Cortland Sutton is, if he's healthy, 100% healthy, which I, I think he is, a lot of people think he is, and I'm going to project him that way, then I think he has every chance in the world of finishing just as high at his position as Kareem Hunt. So I would agree with you if they were both running backs. The reason I disagree is no, because... No, absolutely. The, the, the premium is on running that's backs. That's not why absolutely. I disagree. The reason I disagree is Drew Locke or Teddy Bongwater. Well, we've seen Cortland Sutton do it with, with Drew Locke. He did. But I don't know that Drew Locke's going to be the starting quarterback. That's the problem. If, if Sutton is healthy That's true. and if Drew Locke wins the starting job and things get a little bit better in Denver, Sutton has the potential to be a top 12 wide receiver. I completely agree with you. What about and, what about after they trade for Aaron Rodgers, dude? No. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I don't hate to – I really don't hate the trade. I don't. I just – I think he could have got a little bit more value in – in a dynasty league where you need wide receiver depth and you have, you know, a reasonable amount of running back depth. I am okay with making this trade. I will. I'm okay with it. It's not one that I would have made personally. I, I would have asked for more from hunt. That's all, but I completely get it because sometimes to get what you, what you feel that you need, you have to just, you, gotta you just got to overpay, or, 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 or in this case, undercharge. So is it a, a league-altering trade where half the league should be up in arms because you made this trade? No, it's not. It's a slight difference in value. That's it. It's not league-altering. It's not a huge blunder. You, you didn't trade for some fucking magic beans. So <laughs> I think, uh, Mozman, I think you made a pretty decent trade to help your team. And I think your league mates need to just get off their high horses and move on. Yeah, no. Th- I mean, this is fucking silly. This is fucking silly. Like, uh, Amari Cooper is better than Cortland Sutton. Cool. Awesome. Gerald Everett was the tight end 24 last year. Now, I know he's on a new team. And I think he's going to finish higher than that, too. But, like, has he ever finished top 12? Uh, No. His highest finish is tight end 22. So now what? He goes to another team. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna automatically assume he's the fucking tight so end six. Fuck I, I would beer here. bet the people in your league that Sutton and Jacobs score more points together than the other three combined. 
I, you might get Sutton scores more points than all three <laughs> if, if things turn around in Denver. So, yeah, silly trade on that side. You know, I was I was just gonna say, you know, as far as Jacoby Myers being uh, a massive part of the New England season, they traded for two wide receivers. Are they went out and signed two wide receivers? Why'd they do that? Because they don't believe in Jacoby Myers. He was the fucking wide receiver 53 mm-hmm. last year. Like, bro, calm the fuck down. I expect like, for Myers to move into the slot and take Edelman's role, which is fine. But it doesn't really matter if the ball gets thrown at your feet. You know, <laughs> they, they got two wide receivers. They got two tight ends that can catch the ball very well. They kept their running back who can catch the ball very well. They have a nice young mm-hmm. talent, Damian Harris, who can catch the ball. The problem they have is quarterback. And trying to speculate that Jacoby Myers is going to be a pivotal part of the offense and be extremely viable in fantasy football is asinine because you don't know when they're going to not have Cam Newton starting. Maybe Cam comes back and has his MVP season in New England. There's probably people that will believe that. Most of them are not in New England because we watched him play. Yeah, I watched him too many times. To, to get bent out of shape and to be that far off on a, a trade that the smart owner rejected is just crazy to me. Dead man, Maz. Play this for your boy. Play this for your boy. You're wrong, bro. Your evaluations are way the fuck off. You didn't deserve to get that trade. You should not have got that trade. You would have won that trade by a country fucking mile. Get off my boy's back. He was right. You were wrong. Ba-da-ba. I have a feeling we just lost <laughs> a listener. <laughs> so we do have one more mailbag question. Uh, a friend of the show reached out and said, uh, I want to kick y'all's ass in the redraft league, and I need a grade on a trade in my league. This is tragic. Okay, first off, Thank you for your submission for the Redraft Listener League. Secondly, he traded away Tyree Kill, a 2023 third, and a 2024 first. And he received Michael Thomas (laughs) and a 2022 first and a 2023 first. So the good news is you'll have Michael Thomas halfway through the season. And you got two firsts out of it, which I think is a steal because before Michael Thomas got hurt, I feel like Thomas and Hill were kind of close to being even, and it didn't require two firsts to make this work. So, I mean, it it was like he won that trade by a mile. Oh, yeah. Until Michael Thomas got hurt. And now it's a little muddier. I mean, what do you what do you think about this trade? What I think about this trade is uh, <laughs> sorry about your bad luck, bro. <laughs> On the surface, when he made the trade, it was a it was a good trade. He got he basically got a slightly better value for the second pick because you know you're going from I mean he got a 22 first and a 23 first, gave up a 24 first. The third, you know, the difference between basically the difference between Michael Thomas and Tyreek Hill 
as far as I think most of us would be concerned at before the, the news of the surgery with the timetable came out, arguably could have been the third round pick um, or a second round pick, which basically is what I think the difference is between the third and the, and the second first. So initially it was a good trade. Since then, events mm-hmm. have turned. But what do you think about the years, though? I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's it's a 2022 first, 2023 first, and he gave up a 2024 first. So on his side, I like that he was able to get earlier picks. I'm in this league with these guys. They, we just drafted this this year. It's one of the judgments that we've done. So his team, he has the ability to draft guys, younger guys, earlier than the recipient of Tyreek Hill. So I like that on his side. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big win uh, to get two younger guys earlier. I think that uh, looking at who the picks are, one's going to be middle of the uh, first and one's probably going to be late. But that's okay. It's still two firsts to go along with yours if you still have it. Mm-hmm. And then the recipient, his team, he's in a position where he can wait a couple of years to make those first-round picks. So – that's not a bad thing either. And he did have an extra first round. The 23 first wasn't, wasn't the recipient. So that was an extra one that he had. So it's also mm-hmm. good. So he still has his first and 23, and then he has the extra 24. So overall, until the news broke, I think it was reasonable. I think that the Michael Thomas recipient made out a little bit better because he gets the earlier picks mm-hmm. for the, 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 the shorter term. And I think that the Tyreek Hill recipient makes out potentially better over the long term because he's got the later picks and he's got a a decent enough team or a good team right now to float him over the next couple of years. He shouldn't really need that draft capital. So, I mean, let me ask you. So you give up Tyreek Hill, which is pretty much a guaranteed top five receiver. You give up Michael Thomas. Uh, you get Michael Thomas, who has wide receiver number one upside, but hasn't shown it to you last year, and has a quarterback change. So, in order to take that risk, you know you you kind of feel like you need to get the picks, and you need to you need the top wide receiver return. Now you lost your top wide receiver, so. Like what does he do now? If you're him, what do you what do you think he's what do you think he's going to do about this? I mean, he can't just stand pat and basically lose Tyree Kill for nothing. Well, I'm this glad year. you asked because right after the news dropped of <laughs> Michael Thomas not being available till partways through the season, he went out and he traded for DK Metcalf to get Metcalf. He gave up Cortland Sutton a 22 first and. Another no. 22 first. No, dude. He no, did. he didn't. Two first-round picks in 2022 and Cortland Sutton to get DK Metcalf. Panic buy happens all the time when injury news comes out. Huge overpay. Monstrous overpay. I could see Sutton in one of the firsts because you're, you're kind of in a bind. You just picked up an extra pick. Two's too much. Um you definitely overpaid. Oh, my God. The two first by themselves, I wouldn't pay yeah. for DK Metcalf. That's like elite running yeah. back money. You don't fucking pay that for a, a back half wide receiver one. 
the fuck out of here. Oh my god, man. No, that's that's gross. That's gross, dude. So, yeah, um that that one was an overpay. So, overall between the two between the two you're probably going to be okay. But what you gained in the in the Thomas trade, you lost in the Metcalf trade. If Thomas doesn't return to a top 10 wide receiver, overall you've you've lost and you gave up two really good wide receivers to get there. So <laughs> time will tell. Yeah. It, it's, no, uh, it's, oh, man. That's a so big gamble. Awful. I like to gamble a little bit. That's a big gamble. Um, <laughs> Cause there, there, there are other guys out there that are available that, that aren't quite up to Metcalf's caliber, but you would not have had to pay what you paid. And I think mm-hmm. end of season, you, you still would be happy with, with those results but that's what happens when you when you panic buy so let this be a lesson to everybody don't panic buy give it time when, when news <laughs> breaks panic sell you could let you the could dust certainly try to get uh, you know somebody out there and get a huge value for them uh, before everybody gets the news but when you're on the other end take your time think of it rationally and let the dust settle a little bit before you pull the trigger on something. Yep. And, uh, you know, we've seen, we've, we've already seen the panic buys in our listener league. We have our listener dynasty league and, you know, it was ugly. It was ugly, dude. The, the can maker seller went out and found a buyer and sold him off and he got a fucking steal. It was disgusting. It was too much. And, uh, you know, I get it. Like you're gonna have K makers going forward, but I, I think it was too much to pay for this coming year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I wouldn't have paid as much as he did, but I understand the logic. Like he's gonna be a piece moving forward. He's still really young. I I like it, but it's it's not as it it was a little rich for my blood. You know, it wasn't as egregious as this one, but. It was ugly, but to your point, like you said, if you're a, if you're a panic seller, sell, sell, yeah. baby. Capitalize on the news. If you're a panic buyer, let it let the dust settle. If you're a panic buyer, let the dust settle, baby. So, uh, I think that's more or less going to wrap up this episode. Uh, Stephen, did you have anything else you wanted to say to the listeners? Do you want to uh, hear a massive trade that I made today that I'm already regretting because of the Devonte Adams news? This is your opportunity to shit on one of my trades that was good at the time because I I really like my team in this league and I made a trade so that I can contend and I may be fucking eating crow given the recent news that broke this evening. So, all right, let's do this. Pick a side. All All right, right, Stephen. So. What did you receive? Let's start with what you received. I received Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Both of them? Both of them. Uh, My running backs are currently Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook. My wide receivers were Kenny Galladay, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks. I gave away 
Tim Patrick, Russell Gage, Debo Samuel. A 2022 first. Hold 20... on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, ready. <laughs> I'm typing. I'm typing. Typing it up. So, what's your third wide receiver? Uh, Tim Patrick. Kenny, uh, Kenny Boyd. I. Oh, I, I have Kenny um, Boyd and Brandon Cooks. Cooks. All right. You gave up Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick. Russell Gage. Debo Samuel. Okay. A 2022 first. A 2023 first, a 2024 first, a 2022 second, that was not mine, and my 2022 second. So three firsts and two seconds. Oh, my God. (laughs) I I paid up to get these two guys to pretty much finish my team of starters for a few years. So I mean the good news is like I said I'm I'm predicting a boost for Aaron Jones. Mhm. And I think he has running back one upside. And Adams is still Adams, man. It doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. He's not falling out of the top 12. He may not be number 1, but he's not going to fall out of the top 12 no matter who's quarterback. We've seen Wide receivers with talent beat the odds over and over and over. And Adams is probably the most talented in the league. So right now we all have him ranked number one. Mm-hmm. All right, now Jordan loves quarterback. He's probably my he's probably my wide receiver five or six. Like he's still a talented motherfucker. He's still gonna get a ton of targets. I just ugh, man, three first, two seconds. And I, I'm just going to count Debo because right. the, yeah, Gage the, and Patrick are kind of throw-ins. Yeah. Yep. But, oh, man, dude. But, so I'm going to tell you right now, though. So you have Zeke, you have Dalvin Cook, and you have Aaron Jones. Yes. That's a fucking studly running back yeah. <laughs> And they're all, you know, they're all three the same in the same age range. So I have them for three years, basically. I have Zeke at 26. I have Cook at 25. And uh, Jones, I think, is 26, right? Yeah. So I I should have three years out of my running backs, which should get me to the end of not having first-round picks. And Adams should be around a little bit longer than that. So that's why I did it. My team should stay intact. Um, The guy I traded with, with the news with Akers, with Michael Thomas, <laughs> he's had a bad <laughs> couple of days, and it, it pushed him into going ahead and, and pulling the trigger on the rebuild. So mm-hmm. I was able to take advantage of that. I have Kyler Murray as my quarterback in a one-quarterback league. So my starters, barring severe injuries, I'm pretty well set for a couple of years. Um but I mean, oh, yeah, if I sure. if I wanted Jones by himself, I think that's two first. If I wanted Adams by himself, I think that's two first. So overall, to me, I think it's pretty close to even. He got a little bit better deal, but I'll take the caliber of guys I got and slightly overpay. I'm I, I am okay yeah. with that. And like I say, Adams is still going to be a top ten regardless. But it. Uh, 
just a little worrisome after you after you make a big trade like that because I mean that's that's a big trade. I just basically put this team into win now over the next three years, and uh, mm-hmm. if <laughs> if I can't because my star wide receiver is no longer going to be playing football on a good team, that might hurt. But well, I mean, if he gets to pick his spot, he'll find a good spot. I think. No, no, and I would I would agree with that. And being a free agent next year is going to help, um, yeah, because he'll be able to go wherever he wants. So, unless he gets franchised, yeah, unless he gets franchised, that's correct. But like we talked, they don't have the cap room for that. So, I would not think so. <laughs> so, I mean, overall, like when you were first reading it out, I was like, oh boy, this is fucking ugly. Like he got raped, and then like as soon as I started looking at it, I was like, you know what? I'm pretty okay with this. Like like you said, I think it's a slight overpayment, but there's no way to trade for those top-end guys without overpaying. Right. Like, the overpayment has to be baked into the price when you evaluate the trade. So, considering that, I, I, I think this is pretty much as fair as it gets. I mean, I, I, I don't hate this at all. I think you actually did very well. And I still think your team's in good shape. Like I said, I, I believe in Devontae Adams' talent, no matter who's throwing the ball. And Aaron Jones, I think he's actually going to get a boost when Aaron Rodgers isn't there. So, you know, if you go into the season with three out of the top five running backs in the fucking league on your team, pretty fucking good. Pretty, I mean, that's, that is the best running back core I've ever seen. If you can start Jones, Zeke, and Cook, that's fucking gnarly. So, uh, I get your point. Like, obviously, Adams had more value before the Aaron Rodgers news, but uh, I still think it was a good trade for you. I don't hate it. Perfect. (laughs) So, uh, I think that's pretty much... I think now we're going to wrap the episode for reals. And uh, if you want to send us a mailbag question... You can do so at dddfantasyfootballgmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 508-343-8010. It won't ring. It'll go straight to voicemail. And if you leave us a question and share a social media post, you will be automatically entered for a full-size replica Aaron Jones helmet, autographed, certified. This thing is beautiful. If you want to see it, go to our website, daydreamdegenerous.com. If you have a league, a mock, a draft, a trade, you would like to be judged. Send us pictures or screenshots to dddfantasyfootballjudge at gmail.com. We want a special episode just for you and your league mates. So that way you can tell them, listen, these are the fucking experts. And they said I had the best draft. And you, which one of you bitches is coming in second? Okay. We don't pull the punches. We give it to you hard. We're going to hit you with both barrels. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to live in fairy tale land where all 12 teams make the fucking playoffs. It is what it is. The bad teams are the bad teams. The good teams are the good teams. It ain't our fault. It's your fault. You should have drafted better. So I think that's pretty much going to wrap the episode. Feel free to hit us up with any questions, comments, criticisms. We love criticism. Hit us with criticisms. And don't forget to send in your entry for the listener redraft league. We want you, we want to play with you guys. We can't wait. Have a good night, guys.